Fan podcast for July 31st. It's your host, Dave at Numb Bills Fan. And Adam Deacon at Numb Bills Adam D on Twitter. We're here with another podcast uh, coming coming to you from numbillsfan.com. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Numbillsfan.com. Check it out. So much off season content. The season is not going to kick off until September. That said, you have a few weeks, you have a whole month of August to go back. We have some wonderful podcasts, even ones that go back with our good friend Scott Campbell, who sits next to me in all the games. He has the same perspective. We do a draft preview, draft review. Our other guy there, Matt Collar, came in from WGR and had a wonderful talk about free agents available at the time and what to look for. So you could even backtrack, move forward, and really progress through our friend there from Crowbar, yeah. guitar player. Yeah, uh, Matt Brunson from Crowbar came on, uh, gave us the, the lowdown on Rob Ryan, if you will. And uh, Dave, what what's the easiest way to get all these back episodes? I mean, realistically, if you had to go about this, what's what's the shortest distance from point A to point B? Numbillsfan.com. Well, we we got numbillsfan.com, but if you're trying to get get our whole list of back episodes, really the easiest thing to do, get on iTunes or your uh, favorite podcast app. So I failed the pop quiz. And Dave failed the pop quiz. But yeah, get on iTunes and subscribe. You'll never miss a you'll never miss a new episode. It'll be it'll be hand delivered right to you. It couldn't be easier. It's so easy. Dave can do it. Yeah, so camp started. Camp started. <laughs> We're two days in. You made an appearance down there today, right? But you had uh Yeah, I was I was down there this morning and uh man, it feels good to be back. It's great to be at Camp Rochester. You see, we we're based out of Rochester and I rode my motorcycle out to try to scheme a parking spot because I'm not riding the bus. I refuse because I sweat so much on the bus and it's really weird. Yo, but, uh, I got so sweaty on the bus. I was like, I got to camp and I was like swamp thing. What about when you're in the stands and your back is just sweating and just dripping in your underwear, but then it kind of cools you off for a second? But then you realize, shit, this sucks. I forgot my damn sunglasses. I'm here sweating my McNuggets off. And to women out there, sweating off whatever, and to both sides, sweating both things, whatever. I, I, we're equal. Hey, hey. And, you know, <laughs> okay. we're trying to be equal opportunity listeners. We're, we're, uh, we are we equal opportunity when yet. it comes to sweaty pigs. Like it's there. So I was like, frankly, screw this. I am making my own way. Well, guess what? All pro parking stepped up their game. I don't know why I'm shouting them out for, for free, but they stepped up their game and they had all the entrances I had planned Via Google Satellite <laughs> to go down where I'm like, all right, can I put a kickstand over here? I don't want to put the kickstand in the dirt because I'm worried the bike will fall over because I'm also half slow anyways. This, you and, know what? I'm, I'm going to just say it. This, this isn't about sweating on the bus. You didn't want to pay the dollar. 
You know, I'm not going to lie. I drove by people who had parking for $5 to get into camp, and I took out, while I'm riding the bike, I took out my little money clip, and I looked, and I'm like, great, I have no cash. You know what? I got to the thing, and I was like, oh, no, I forgot it's a dollar to get on the bus. I was like, I had my son with me. I had my son, little six-year-old Hoya, James Deacon. We know you're listening. Actually, we hope you're not. We're in here. He's actually in the other room right now while we're doing yeah, this. If you hear any frantic screams, it's because he's flipping out over Minecraft. Yeah, so uh, we're trying to we're trying to get this done while he's distracted. Um, but he was with me. I got there. I was like, oh no, I got I got one single on me. I was like, this is no good. But kids under twelve, free. Awesome. What? Got on the bus. Everything was fine. I didn't want to have to be the guy running back to the car like, hey, is is some quarters cool? Is that all right? It's a pretty interesting experience because I, I mean, I always feel out of place no matter where I'm at, and it's just a thing. Probably self hatred. No, let's not go there. No, but it's just a thing no. where you're you're in a rage. You're God, like, no. wow, I'm on a school bus with a bunch of people who have ridden school buses sixty years you know ago what, though? and that, two years ago, and that's kind of cool. That 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 is actually my favorite part of like my whole day right now. I think was actually the little like chit chat conversation I got going to and from on the bus. Did you really? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't talk to anybody. I sit. I, I that's why I always don't. That's why I don't go alone. I don't want to sit next to somebody. I mean, hey, what's your? I name? wouldn't talk to you either if I didn't know. I, I mean, I know you. Well, oh, because next to thing you know, I'm gonna tell him I have a podcast, and I and then I kind of think like I'm not here to. Yeah, advertise. I mean that's that's why I was chit chat. You know, I, it all worked up to a to to shameless self promotion. It is what it is. Numbillsfan.com. How was it seeing finally everybody together on the field, all the coaches out there? I haven't been there um, yet. I mean, if we're being real, I had my I had my kid with me today, like we we talked about, and really I just saw me chasing him all over the place for the most part. But I did see a few things that did stand out to me, and again, so good to be back. So, so good to see them out there. Aisle, you the were snow cone about. the snow cone hut. Shout out the two girls at the snow cone cut, uh, snow cone hut in the little cut there. Uh, behind behind the field, they uh, were very quick getting through the line. Nice solid, uh, nice solid pump on the syrup. Now you didn't top notch operation. I always hope they give me the extra pump because when I run out of the the juice on the top, I get really pissed because I feel like I I, I was had. You know, I and I, it's like then you realize that they're sixteen. I've heard that you can't handle more than two pumps, Dave. I tell them, like, this this iced coffee I have, I did toffee nut syrup. Huh. And uh, pretty interesting stuff. But I tell them, light on, light on the pumps, because I really don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with all the sugar. This is going nowhere. So okay, let's, so, let's yeah, back to, back to camp. Um, few things that I did see that stood out to me. I saw I saw Des Lewis make a couple really nice catches. Um, chase my kid around again. Then I uh, I noticed the first team defense out there. Jerry Hughes looks explosive. I feel like his first step got even faster. Yeah, he blew up Jim Dre. And <laughs> somebody was joking on Twitter. <laughs> Maybe it was Sal Capaccio and uh, Ryan LaSalle, I believe. There, I thought. I thought. Yeah, shout out Ryan LaSalle. I, I thought there was a little interaction going on, and somebody's like, "Wow, I think uh, 
You think Jim Dre just lost his roster spot with, with Jerry Hughes blowing him up? So that's kind of funny, but Jim Dre, the tight end, who a lot of people have been talking about, very fast, so I don't expect him to be a blocking guy. But on tight ends, um, Ryan LaSalle, follow Ryan LaSalle on Twitter, at Ryan, R-Y-A-N, L-A-S-A-L, on Twitter. And he has so much up-to-date, unbiased opinion, and... Yeah, he's on point. He uh, he does the Bills Fanatics show on uh, Rock Sports Network. He's he's awesome in doing in, big things. If you need any information, Ryan is right down on the field. You can also find him again. Bills Fanatics, check it out. He he's on. He's right there. And I even sent him a question. Hey, how's this look? I'm at work yesterday on a plank and ladder, and I send a message to our you know. Our sources, one of them being Ryan. <laughs> oh, so much for sources. But, uh, you know, how are things looking? You, what do you see, you know? So he's posting everything on Twitter. Example, people are flipping out over this Charles Clay situation, which is nothing, which everybody missed that he's going through a routine of being routinely stretched out. He is not injured. He is perfectly fine. He's not in, in any injury reports. Right. Actually, I don't really know, but he's, I'm throwing no, it out no, there. He, like, he, I haven't seen anything. No, he's not on the list. He, they, you know, they they got a bunch of guys that are on the list. Um, Manny Lawson being the surprise name on on that one, who I guess has a uh, pectoral muscle thing going on. They say it's not a big deal. They say he's not not going to miss regular season. So I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, Rex said he was benching four fifteen and gave a look like Why only four fifteen. But that's another thing that... Yeah, like, go for, like, 515. Come on, yeah, bro. Yeah, what are you doing? Go big or go How home. about, like, 215? How about no 15? But you get your instant you get your instant questions answered with Ryan. You got to follow him. Ryan LaSalle on Twitter. And for the record, Charles Clay, again, clear the air from whatever Mike Brodak writes. Everything is all set with Charles Clay. Don't... I don't know if ESPN is looking for negative headlines or what their deal is over there. Controversy, debate, throwing shit on the wall. Clickbait. Clickbait. You know, it. It's, it's kind of annoying because we're trying to look at this objectively, not what can go wrong and here's a stigma. This is a Rex team, so let's fit this narrative. No, we're coming out of nowhere. Like I was telling you about the replacement refs last podcast, they did a better job than the real refs because they weren't biased. <laughs> okay, let that sit. <laughs> so some I want to talk about right off the bat real quick. Our guy there, James Wilder Jr., was getting most of the refs behind LaShawn McCoy, what they're saying. So that's well, pretty, yeah, you know, pretty interesting. I... Uh... I put him on my list on my article, the top five guys to to look at going into camp. Guys, I thought that could you know, maybe shake up the depth chart a little bit, and he's in there getting them carries, putting in that work. Which you know, they're saying he's thumping on special teams, which is the way he's going to crack the roster. You, Boom. Car- Carlos yep. Williams is not going anywhere, folks. He is at the top of the list, right out of the coach's mouth. Top of the list of yards per carry in the league last year. And granted, he didn't have the workload of of many other backs that are probably at the top of that list. But 
he's the real he deal. He had enough. He's got vision. He's got it. And he's going to be fine. What was really interesting is Rex Ryan at his press conference for Sunday today, he, he mentioned something about Carlos that they didn't want him to drop all the weight just to pass the conditioning test and then blow out muscles and, you know, pull muscles, et cetera, et cetera. And he happened to reference, which maybe I missed last year, Booby Dixon getting down into shape to pass a conditioning test. And the next thing you know, remember, Booby Dixon missed like a few weeks. Yeah. I thought he would have been caught. Like, and ultimately he was, you know? Right. So, but you know, yeah. Booby Dixon apparently blew out some muscles, Rex said. And I, I didn't even, it was, that was news to me. So, Allegedly, the way the storyline is going with the Bills is yeah, no, cutting weight can these guys heal up. And cutting weight is like rough on your body. I guess. I mean, I wrestled in high school, so like to me, dropping ten pounds ain't a fucking thing. Like, you know what you got to do. You've been a professional for years. You shouldn't be eating too much. You should like the 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 problem is is these players, which it's human nature, they don't realize the opportunity in front of them. When you're five foot seven and probably run like a six second forty on your best day, aka me, and the best shape I've been in in a long time at one hundred sixty seven pounds, like I could skate my McNuggets off on some ice skates. Apparently, just picked up some hockey within a year and a half. But like, I I understand and appreciate thirty two years in the game the athleticism that these guys have. And they've always been the best at everything. They always have. If they're good at football and they happen to like basketball, they're probably pretty fucking good at that too. And the thing is, is these guys, they don't realize the opportunity in front of them. They, and, and, and it's human nature. I can't be mad at Carlos Williams. I can't hate on him. I understand. But at some point, you're being a knucklehead. At the same time, he's not worried about it. We saw him personally at James Wilder's camp. He looks pretty damn healthy to me, you know, but who am I? I'm not the coach. I'm not a trainer, but you could see in a kickball game, his fast twitch muscles and just like the way the guy moves is incredible. And his vision is disgusting. If you watch him on the field, he's going to be fine. And it's going to be a bonus when he comes back, because now you get to see what these other guys can do. As in what Doug Whaley said, you got these guys suspended. This guy, Carlos suspended for four games. And now you get to see the running back that. And James Wilder Jr., by the way, Carlos Williams' teammate, he's number two right now? I thought, if anything, Gillisley would get the reps. I thought, if anything, Boom Heron would get the reps. I I didn't think that they, they must look at it like, hey, this kid is willing to, to pick it up on special teams. Let's give Wilder a shot. Well, you, you check Russ's press, presser here. He uh, <laughs> he's, hoping, he's hoping a little of the pedigree rub, rubs off there, you know. His his dad was uh, quite the running back, you know. Spent time in Tampa Bay, and like like Rex was saying, you know, in in the press or for those who haven't, excuse me, <coughs> for those who haven't watched it or listened to it yet, um, just growing up having his dad be in the league like that, you know, he grew up around the game, around the training camps, the practices, the drills, and like got a got a feel for that stuff. Probably probably he earlier, knows what younger. It takes in- and you know, having run into that dude at that that kickball game that they had out there in West Seneca the other day, that dude is in great shape. 
He looks ready, man. You go on his Twitter, he's talking year three, he's talking this and that. And one thing I like about him is he does not, at least here, I don't know where else, but at least experiences we've had with him and other people, he doesn't seem to have this attitude like anything's owed to him because his father is so-and-so. In fact, he seems the opposite where he doesn't want even his father mentioned. Yeah, no, he, he, wants to, he wants to work for every bit of this. He wants to earn it himself, and that's... That's dope. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty tight. But LaShawn McCoy is obviously the number one and he is trying to kill it. And I cannot believe that LaShawn McCoy had such a chip on his shoulder. He came into these interviews and really knocked it out of the park, telling everybody, you know, he brought up the incident at training camp or in the off season I should say, at training camp he brought up and it's the only time LaShawn McCoy has talked about the, the bar brawl. And what I like about it is the kid owned it. He didn't, he didn't dick around. He didn't mess around with anything. He owned it. He said, hey, I screwed up. You know what? I, I talked to Roger Goodell myself. I talked to the owners myself. He's like, I talked to Terry Pagula. A little weird to talk to him about it, but I talked to Terry about it. He understood. And... You know, he essentially said, he's like, I have a family I represent, and we're a hard-working group, and that's not how my family needs to be represented. And he said all the right things, and I think he did all the right things. And one thing I love about him, he reminded us, I've never been in trouble a day in my life. You want a good group of guys on your team. You don't want a bunch of scumbags. You want guys who are going to lead by example. And LaShawn McCoy, he feels like he has so many doubters and all this shit. Let me tell you something, LaShawn. Not here. We haven't doubted you at all. If anything, we just thought, man, you pulled your hammy. No big deal. Like, whatever. But he's coming into camp. Rex Ryan saying he looks five years younger, weighing in at 215. Hasn't been this light, or was it even 210? He hasn't been this light in four years since his second year in the league. This is awesome. And you look at guys like Adrian Peterson who are 30 and they're still killing it. Granted, AP had primarily a year off, and if you're looking incognito, that gives you a chance to have your injuries heal. Mm-hmm. But, like the nagging shit. But, but for me, man, LaShawn McCoy with the chip on his shoulder, shit. Top five fantasy football pick. I don't give a, I, I don't give a damn. I would take him. I would take him. He he is going to be awesome. And the second year in Greg Roman's offense, we were talking about two tight ends being out there. You know, Chris Gregg is out there alongside Charles Clay. Okay? Yo, Chris Gregg is out there staying underrated as hell. And developing every year he's getting better. But that means if you got two tight ends out there, I don't know. We're running, baby. Get used to it. Get you. I mean, that's what this team does with Greg Roman, and that's okay. But I cannot believe the chip LaShawn McCoy has. I, I was shocked to hear that because I thought it was just, oh, we're injured. He still had very good stats for the time he was in there. Yeah. Yeah, no, he uh, had a very productive season. Um, you know, nothing you can do about missed time. It happens to everybody in this league at this point you know everyone gets hurt along the way somewhere right what do you do about it you, you gotta come you, you just figure okay get healthy whatever he's get coming healthy. in this like 
looking. Nah, you don't see Peyton Manning get in trouble. You don't see Tom Brady getting in trouble. When he says that, and then he couples it with the chip on the shoulder of getting into hell of a good shape and staying away from the media and really focused, this isn't this isn't the guy that that gets in trouble and then comes out and speaks his mind and and does the wrong thing. He he actually rolls against it. He's nipping this in the bud right now, right here. Like uh uh-uh, uh, down you're here, down you know what I mean. And being injured and whatever his things are and his bar brawl, uh-uh. He does not want to go down that path. Whoever his agent is, whoever his public relations, whoever, whatever advice he's getting, but I think he's just a smart person, uh, it's very good. It's very good. Another interesting development I noticed on uh, going through my Twitter line yesterday especially was that the starting receiving group, obviously Sammy Watkins is out. Sammy Watkins is eager to get out there. Doug Whaley and, and the whole staff is holding him back, and everybody is singing the same tune again. You want to quote Russ Brandon, you know, lock, stop, lock, stop. Everybody's saying the right shit, okay? But out there, you got Des Lewis, Goodwin. I actually, like, sorry. You have Robert Woods, Goodwin, and Des Lewis. That's the order. So, obviously, Woods and Lewis, you would think, are on the outside. Now, Rex was asked at the presser about receivers, and a a big nugget he dropped was, you know, we have Goodwin and we have, what's his name there that we drafted? Listenby. Listenby. Sorry about that. We have Listenby, world-class speed. Okay, then you also have some bigger body guys like Lewis, Salas. Hankerson. Actually, Salas isn't really that big, but Hankerson. We got Hankerson, uh, Boykin. So he he's pretty much describing a bunch of different types of guys, and, and obviously you look at Salas like a nice slot guy, pretty much. Right. Look, think, think Chris Hogan, but with more. Some people think yeah. more athleticism. Some people don't. I don't know what to think. I don't know. Yeah, I need to. But I'm not. I need to I'm study up you, on that one. He, he, I'll, be, I'll be at camp a lot. Yeah, but the thing is with Salas, though, is he came, he here, came so. in when he was picked up off waivers. He played the last two games of the season, and he came in impressive. He produced right off the bat. Yeah, he came in and just so you know put it, put his cleats on and, and got going. You know that said, We're like Dan, could you even look at the playbook? What's up? That said, I don't know if it's a thing within the organization, but. To do this, they're giving Goodwin every opportunity right now to show what the hell he's made of. And maybe it's a thing of, let's see if this kid can handle the workload. Let's see, I'm thinking on the other side of the fence, maybe from a GM standpoint. Well, let's see what he could do. Maybe he can be the guy we want. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know, though. Like, it's hard to imagine them not just having the, like, same expectation everyone else has that, like, okay, how many weeks are we going to get out of this guy this time around? You know what I mean? Or could it be... He's been in this system longer than everybody else. That there's you know that. what I mean? That's he was thing. there all off season. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. So lead by example, same with Des Lewis. You know, small school kid, but man, yeah, no, you he, said really, he, had some he really really has an opportunity grabs. right now. Yeah, he looked he looked good making some uh some quick grabs, some stuff on the sidelines today. Um Robert Woods. 
he had a nice play I saw on Instagram. Yeah. On, on Ronald yep. Darby. And uh, it was a throw over the middle, too, for, for the skeptics. Even though I got to admit, um, you know, last year they didn't talk about throws over the middle. But in the offseason, we've heard the, the, the receivers, I believe Tyrod, I believe definitely Rex Ryan and Greg Roman talking about having Tyrod throw over the middle more. So, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I've always been on the camp of if you can throw to the sidelines, you should be able to throw in the middle. It's just you kind of wonder about the whole height situation. But I feel Tyrod Taylor, if he throws over the middle more, expect his interception numbers to go up a little bit more. Uh, I wouldn't Well, be maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um. If people are in the right spot, right time, I, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is gonna gonna mess up. I, I'm trying to think who who had the interview on WGR the other day. I want to say it was Robert Woods, but I don't want I don't want to be wrong. But uh, they were talking about getting getting quicker, moving faster to uh, get those plays over the center of the field. Get get on those routes a little bit faster, step quicker so Tyrod can see that and be more successful. So Right. You know, it sounds like it sounds like the receiver group's really trying to really trying to, you know, put in that work. I, I will say one thing here, okay? You could pick any receiver on the list and, and this kinda happens for most of the receivers for me every year. Uh, there might have been a couple of years that I wasn't impressed with the receivers, but if you look at these guys like Little, Hankerson, you know, these guys have produced yeah. in the league before. And and, and, and even, um, what's his name there, Boykin, who's played with Tyrod Taylor. In college. Virginia Tech, in college, yeah. you know. so and, and Boykin was on the Packers. Yeah. So that's... So he's been, he's been around... You know, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Top five in the league, maybe number one to some people. So, yeah. So, here's here's the deal. I'm going to throw this shit on the wall, and it's going to stick. Yeah. I would not expect, from all the clues we gathered from this, this last press conference with Rex Ryan especially, Rex was asked about... Uh, when you do this, are you looking for a slot guy? Are you looking for this? You know, and obviously... He mentioned right off the bat, Wes Walker, you know, your typical slot guy, Wes Walker, blah, 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 blah. But then, if you think about it, some teams are using big guys like Eric Decker in the slot with the Jets. And to me, that's what's kind of like cool about having a tight end like Jimmy Graham in New Orleans. Like, he's right in the, you know, he's got that speed and body and, and, and then... You look at versatile guys like a Charles Clay, okay? You can move this guy around. And you look at guys like Woods, who can play the slot very well. We always wanted to see Steve Johnson in the slot. I wish Steve Johnson was on this team and in the slot. I know. I'm not going to get over it. I don't care. I wish he was in the slot, man. That guy can shake anybody. And it, there was a pro football focus stat, I believe. or It's one of those analytic sites. And, like, yards of separation or, or something like that, like how much separation guys get. Steve Johnson was, like, on the top five. I am 90% sure. Like, so I know I just said I'm not sure on anything here, but Steve Johnson was on that list of, like, breaking away. 
Like because he's, he can he can shake people. That said, so, I look at Woods what, like what a guy. I'm sure of here is Dave saw a list and Steve Johnson was probably on it. That's that's what my takeaway here. I'm telling you, you heard it here first. If you if you can interpret that any better than than me, Are you ready for the shit on the wall that's gonna stick because it's not hardened in the sun. What? Well, let's go. Come on, Woods. All these guys, they're gonna be interchangeable. They're going to be interchangeable. Greg Roman talks about. And, and this could be bullshit, but Greg Roman has talked about Rex's defense is inspirational to him in years past because he wanted to make an offense that was multiple where you had to guess what the hell was going on. You didn't know what was going on. And if you move these receivers around and they're not in their status quo spot that we're used to, obviously you want Watkins on the outside. But if you put Watkins in the slot one out of five times, that's going to – Drive that defense nuts. At the same time, you might not want to blow your load just on on Watkins. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna, you might, it, 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 you might not want to show that card yet. You might want to save that wrinkle if you're the Buffalo Bills or Watkins in the slot. That said, don't be surprised if these receivers are moving around. Uh, it, it has to. If he wants to play a multiple, yada yada yada, multiple, show different looks, this and that. This is what he's going to – you've got to move these receivers around. So hopefully, not sure if they do bring in Reggie Bush, not sure what personnel is on the field. Hopefully we see an interesting offense. I can't wait. you got McCoy just stepping up, chip on his shoulder, bigger than ever. You know, he is 28 now. You know what they say. Oh, two years from 30, and then 30, oh, shit, life is over. Okay. Anyways, I don't buy it, but – that's that's all we got for the offense, pretty much. Yeah, so far. offense. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's looking good. Offense is stacked, but we knew that. Um, you know, there's still some questions on defense. You got Reggie Ragland coming in, trying to fill a big role. You got IKN and Polly trying to step his game up on the edge. They're giving IKN and Polly so many opportunities, and Rex was mentioning that they want him to be a real outside linebacker. And, you know, some people are saying that he's not good in coverage and this and that. Guess what? He's got to learn it. He's got to learn it, and he's trying. And this is what camp is for. Right. I mean, his his role has typically been, like, go get the ball. He can already go get the ball. You don't see ball, get ball, as Doug Whaley said. Yeah. But don't forget, Reggie Raglan shouldn't look out of place in coverage. And he's looking good, like not a liability in coverage. And that's a plus. But don't forget about Zach Brown. Oh, yeah. The guy they got from the Titans who was released. Zach Brown. Um, you know, we've got Preston Brown, Preston Brown going into his third year. So I'm hoping we, we see a better linebacker group than we saw last year. We're going to have a very interesting Interesting developments on defense this year, and I can't wait to pan out. So we'll probably. Oh, be I want to see that Rob Ryan influence on this group of guys, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking about and, and and this will be a true unpredictable defense. We're really hoping Rex is at least the status quo throughout the building. His communication is fixed. They're putting that right out. Well, I mean, it couldn't have been more broken than it was. You know, they they struggled with that last year. They did, and it. They owned it though. They came right out and told us, "Yeah, you know these guys weren't weren't communicating well, weren't getting in position quick enough." And I think we're gonna just see 
everyone come out acting more efficient than than what we what we were used You're to right. watching it's, last year. It, 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 it's got to get it's got to get better. But I'm looking for this defense to really be. These guys sound like they're if they're all in. They're willing to pretty much play multiple positions or do, you know, multiple things. And when you don't know who's calling the plays on defense, you don't know who the mic is to, to point out, you know, that's the first thing Tom Brady does when he gets to the line. He points out the mic linebacker, and he's making adjustments as he goes. And if you don't know who the hell that is and you can confuse people even more, and hopefully everybody is quote unquote all in and ready to get this shit rolling. Let's go. I cannot wait to keep touching on Reggie Raglan. How's he looking? How does Zach Brown look? How is IK developing? You know, you have all these guys just coming in and this is their time to shine. And unfortunately we're gonna have injuries eventually. But hopefully everything can stay good. But I'm I'm about done. I don't know about you with this podcast, so Yeah, I mean we'll We'll be uh, up at camp, seeing what we can see. We're going to be doing another live chat with Bill's Fanatics this Wednesday. 7 p.m., check it out. Yeah, um, a lot of good stuff coming up. They have a ton of great content coming out. Um, Lots of these live video chats. They had one with Rob Quinn from Building the Herd the other day. Our man Ryan LaSalle again from uh, Rock Sports Network. Um, Rock Pile Report podcast. Yeah, yeah Rock they Pile Report. They actually have one podcast. coming tonight. No, they uh, they just did one. Did they? Yeah, I, I thought it was tonight. No. Either way, it's on Bills Fanatics BF but, yeah, Facebook. So yeah, find yeah, that. These Facebook find live chats Twitter. are amazing. They're great. Get in there. Bills Fanatics is really your one stop shop. So go check it out. And they're doing big things. They're doing big things. Shout out to those guys: Pierre, Ron Rico, Bobby, the whole Bobby crew the plumber. There. Whole crew over there. Numbillsfan.com is where you can find that's, us. That's where we live. That's where we live. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please shoot us a follow on Twitter. I am NumBillsFan. I'll be replying to everything. Again, I am Dave and this guy. This guy. This guy, Adam. Follow me at NumbillsFanAdamD on Twitter. No, NumbillsAdamD. That's, you're right. Whatever. NumbillsAdamD. Whatever, whatever it is. And be checking us out. Do not forget, follow Bills Fanatics BF on Facebook, on Twitter, and Wednesday night Facebook Live, seven p.m. I will be posting. It will be by David Palermo the thing because we can only do one person at a time. Yeah, but we're gonna be on there. We're gonna be live talking our usual shit, and also our last. We did a tester. We did one actually last Wednesday, so yeah. it was unannounced. And if you want, go on Bill's Fanatics BF on Facebook and find our other video. And what you could do is you could actually tweet us, interact with us, talk to us through the live video right there. And we could just pretty much, you can attempt to troll us. You're not going to win. You'll never win. You'll but, never win, but send the trolls. We're not scared. But I mean, we'll answer your questions, probably tell you that it was dumb, but whatever. Um, send them anyways. We'll see and you Get then. over Fred Jackson. Love him. I want him yeah, to come hang God. out. Don't even bring it up. Don't even bring him it up. Stop. Break, breaks. Until then. Gotta curb this entire conversation right Subscribe now. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your grandma. Tell your dad and your dog. We'll see you all Wednesday. Numbillsfan.com.